0: Verse number 88, وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا غُلْفُ And they say that our hearts are wrapped. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلَّعْنَهُمُ اللَّهُ Rather the reality is that Allah has cursed them. Why? بِكُفْرِهِمْ Because of their denial. So as a result, فَقَلِيلًا مَّا يُؤْمِنُونَ Very little it is that they believe. Now we learned in the previous verses, and in the following verses, we will continue to learn different excuses that the Bani Israel presented before the Prophet ﷺ for not believing. So, one excuse that the Bani Israel came with was that they said, "Our hearts are gulf." Now, the word qulub is the plural of qalb, and the word gulf is the plural of the word aghlaf, Okay, Aghlaf. And what does aghlaf mean? Aghlaf is that which is مغلوف, meaning that which is covered and wrapped up. Like for example, you got a gift and you wrap it up with paper. You buy some kind of machine or gadget or equipment and it is wrapped up properly in a box or in some other kind of covering. This is something aghlaf So they said that our hearts are wrapped up. What does it mean? When something is wrapped up, it is sealed... What's the purpose of the seal and the wrap? What's the objective? That nothing should go? In. And nothing should come? Out. So basically what they were saying is that our hearts are wrapped in the sense that we don't get what you're saying. We don't understand what you tell us. It doesn't make any sense to us. We don't comprehend. We don't understand. This is too hard. This is too strange. This is too unfamiliar. So, waqalu qulubuna gulf. Another way that this could be understood is that when something is wrapped, what's the purpose? You don't want anything else to go in. Meaning it's full, it's full, everything that's supposed to be inside is inside, now it's wrapped. So what they meant to say was that our hearts are full, full of knowledge. So we are not interested in what you have to offer. So in other words, they were saying, that our hearts are already filled with faith, we don't need you. It's like if a person knows how to play a particular, let's say, uh, game, for example, or a person knows how to prepare some food, and another individual comes and says, let me teach you how to do this. What would you say? I know, man. Right? I know already. You don't need to tell me. I know what I'm doing. So this was their attitude towards the Prophet. ﷺ. They said, We don't need this Quran, we don't need you, because we already know. Our hearts are already filled with faith. So we have no need of you. This was their pride, this was their arrogance, and this was a lie that they said. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the real reason why they don't believe. The real reason is Allah has cursed them because of their kufr look at this word laana laana is from la'na lam ain and la'na is a curse and a curse is basically when a person is far removed from allah's mercy far removed so what that means is that he doesn't get guidance from allah he doesn't get help from allah yes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to give him the things of this world because those things don't really have any value in front of allah but uh, but such a person is deprived from Allah's mercy, forgiveness, guidance, knowledge. So, بكفرهم, because of their kufr, they are cursed. As a result, even though they see the Prophet, they don't believe him. Even though they hear the Quran and they understand it, they don't believe. means little. قلة. قلة is when something is little in quantity. So قَلِيلًا مَا يُؤْمِنُونَ يُؤْمِنُونَ they believe, what does it mean? That they believe so very little. In other words, their faith is so minimal. It is so minuscule. It's hardly there. It's hardly there. These are the people who are boasting about their knowledge or boasting that they have a lot of faith. But in reality, they're faithless. It's almost as if they have no faith at all. And what's the proof of that? The proof of that Walamma that, The next verse, that when there came to them kitabun A book min From Allah. Which book has now come to them from Allah? Before it was a Torah. Now what is the book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent? Which one is it? The Qur'an. So now that this book has come from Allah, and this book is not teaching something completely new. No, it musaddiqun lima ma'hum. Remember we did this word earlier also. That it attests, it confirms the truthfulness of that which is with them. What was with the Bani Israel? Which book did they have? The Torah. So the Qur'an was a musaddiq of the Torah. What does it mean? The Qur'an says that yes, the Torah is also from Allah. The Torah is true. The Qur'an did not come and reject the Torah, right? So, in other words, it should be easy for them to recognize the Qur'an, to be the word of Allah, to see it, to understand it. But what did they do? Did they believe in the Qur'an? No, they didn't. And the irony is that, min مِنْ wa وَكَانُوا, and these same people, min Kablu before, yastaftihuna, They would seek... Fath, they would seek victory. Over those people who denied. What does it mean by this word? Yastaftihuna. Yastaftihuna, big word, but guess what the root is? Fata. And remember what fath فاتح means? Fataha to open. Fatiha, opening. But fath also means victory or conquest. Why? Because when someone conquers a land, what does it mean? The gates of that land are opened up to them, they're free to come there. They rule there. So, yastaftihuna, what does it mean? They used to seek victory or pray for victory against who? Against those who disbelieved. And who are these people against those who disbelieved? These are the Arabs before the Prophet. ﷺ, Arabs before Islam. Now, remember I mentioned to you that there were some Jewish tribes who lived in Medina? And in Medina, who else lived? Arabs lived. And even though they had made alliances with them, there were still some differences. And whenever people differ from each other, there's some level of conflict, even if that conflict is just in discussions. So what happened was, that the Bani Israel, their tribes in Medina, they would boast to the Arabs that you just wait. When our Prophet will come, we'll show you, we'll take over you we will be the victors of this land. So they used to pray for victory, they used to boast about it, they used to tell them, just wait for our Prophet, he is going to come in this land, and when he comes, we're going to rule. Just wait. We'll show you. Okay? Now, you see, are you familiar with the story of the companion Salman al Farisi? رضي anhu He was from Persia, and... Uh, Long story short, he left his family when he came across a group of Christians and he really liked the way they worshipped, so he joined them. And then he moved from one bishop to another to another. And each time that he was with somebody, he would find out that they were actually very corrupt. And then finally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also gave him some good mentors and good teachers to be with. And his last teacher, he told him, he was an old man, and before his death he told him that, I don't know anybody who is on the truth. I don't know anybody who follows the book the way they should. So I advise you to go to such and such land. He described the land. He said, go to such and such land, and over there the Prophet of Allah will come. So what happened? Salman al farsi he, he decided to go to that land. And what happened? That land was the land of Yathrib, which is the city of Medina. And the description that he was given was exactly the same. But Salman al-Farisi, رضي anhu He paid some people to take him along with them in their caravan. And you know what they did? They sold him as a slave. So anyway, he ended up in Medina as a slave. And what happened? The Prophet ﷺ also immigrated to Medina. He went to the Prophet ﷺ, met him a couple times, tested him to see if he was really the real Prophet. And he was the real Prophet, so he believed. And then the Prophet ﷺ and the companions, they all helped him out in buying his freedom. So anyway, the reason why I'm telling you about the story is that the Bani Israel knew about the last prophet. They were actually waiting for him. They knew the land in which he would come. They knew his description. They knew his behavior. They knew him. They were just waiting for him to appear. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. That when the book came to them, the book of Allah came to them. And actually, before that, before the book came, they were waiting for it. They were waiting for the messenger. Now, what happened? جاءهم, then, when it came to them, what came to them? عرفوا, that which they recognized. Arafu is from the root letters Ain Rafa. And modifies to recognize something. And you recognize something by its signs. For example, you're waiting to be picked up. And then you see a car coming, you look at the color of the car, and you say, okay, yeah, that's my dad's car. Right, it's a red car, my dad has a red car. All right. And as it approaches, you look at the driver, you're like, yeah, that's my dad. All right, so you saw the color, you saw the driver, and from the signs you recognize that that was your car. This is Irfan, to recognize something by its signs. So when there came to them, that which they recognized They recognized the Prophet, they recognized the book. What was their response? Kafarubi. They rejected it. They rejected the book, they rejected the Messenger. Why? Why did they reject him? Do you know the reason? Yes? Exactly, because he was an Arab. It was their jealousy that why an Arab? No way can we accept an Arab Prophet. Absolutely not. So Allah says, فَلَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ So now the curse of Allah is on those who deny. That they see the truth, they recognize it, they were waiting for it, and now they're rejected just because of their pride, their ego. Such people don't deserve God's mercy. فَلَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ In Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 146, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ يَعْرِفُونَهُ kama yarifuna abna'ahum." These people, they recognize the Prophet just as they would recognize their own children, their own boys, their own sons. Has it ever happened that there's like 50 children, and your parents can spot you? Hmm? They can recognize your voice. Has it ever happened that you know there's like 50 kids and everybody's making noise, and then what happens? Your dad comes and yells at you, and like I wasn't, I heard you. They recognize your voice. So much so that mothers recognize the distinct crying of their children. They can tell apart. That's the crying of my baby and not someone else's baby. You know your children. You recognize them. And these people knew the Prophet wasallam. They recognized him. Yet they rejected him. Why? Because of jealousy. Now, this is something that we need to think about also. Many times what happens is that we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for a certain blessing. Like for example, before Ramadan was here, we were like, "Oh wow, Ramadan's coming! You know what? I'm gonna fast, and I'm gonna go to the masjid every night, and I'm not gonna do what I did last year—that as soon as Isha was over, I would go outside and play basketball. This year, I'm actually going to pray at least two rak'ah, at least four rak'ah. What happens? First day, pray a little bit. Second day, pray a little bit, and then what happened? So we need to see." Sometimes we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for certain opportunities, for certain blessings. That if only I could have this. And we make dua for it. And we're waiting for it. And then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it to us, just because it's not the way we wanted it, we change our mind. This is not okay. This is not the right attitude. It's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us whatever He wants in whatever way He wants. You know the story of the mother of Maryam? The story of mother of Maryam. Who's Maryam? The mother of Prophet Isa salam. It's a beautiful story. It's mentioned in Surah Ali Imran. And that story is that this lady, when she was going to have her baby, she made dua that, Oh Allah, my child, I am going to dedicate my child for you. Meaning, I don't want anything from my child. My child will live in the Baytul Maqdis, in the masjid. He will worship you. He will learn the scripture. This was her promise. Now you know what happened when her baby was born. Guess what? It was a girl, not a boy. She thought it was going to be a boy because that's the promise that she made. Boys would go to the Baytul Maqtas and they would stay there, worship God, learn the scripture. There was no concept of women going there and staying there and learning and worshipping. No concept at all. So do you think she changed her mind then? She said, oh well... I got a girl, what can I do? She didn't give up. She didn't. She took her daughter to the Baitul Maqdis and she made sure that she had a place there. And she did. Maryam was the only woman who lived, who stayed in the Baytul Maqdis. Prophet Zakaria salam was her relative and also teacher. So the point is that she did not give up. And we need to be honest with ourselves. You know sometimes we say, I'm going to memorize the Qur'an. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to do all the work. But then we get lazy. We get lazy. Shaitan comes and distracts us. Don't let Shaitan distract you. You know, when you start something at the beginning, it's always fun. It's fun. It's easy. But then as it gets serious, serious, it gets kind of boring. We're like, oh, I got to do something else. We get bored. People who follow their desires all the time, never become successful you don't become successful by becoming lazy by following your desires you become successful by being principled by being principled and what does that mean? that when you have to do something you do it whether you like it or you don't like it you kind of have to push yourself and if you don't push yourself you won't get anywhere So what happened with the Bani Israel? They were waiting for the Prophet. They used to pray for him, pray for the book that it should be sent. And what happened when the Prophet came, when the book came, it wasn't what they wanted, so they rejected it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بِئْسَمَ اشْتَرَوْ بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ بِئْسَمَ بِئْسَمَ means how evil it is. How terrible. Is اشْتَرَوْ بِهِ how evil is that for which they have sold themselves? Anfusaḥum themselves. Anfus is the plural of nafs. What were they doing over here? They recognized the truth, yet they were willing to leave it. Why? What were they satisfying by leaving the truth? What were they satisfying? Their ego. So what were they preferring over here? Their ego over the truth. Now what does that mean? Right now they can feel great, but what's going to happen in the future? If somebody comes on the day of judgment while having rejected the Quran, while having rejected Allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, how will they succeed? How will they enter paradise? So by satisfying their ego, what were they giving up? Paradise, jannah. Remember that every time we choose to do something, it's always at the cost of leaving something else. When you do something, it's at the cost of leaving something else. You're leaving something so that you can do something else. Because you can't be in two places at one time. Can you? Can you be in two places at one time? No, you can't be. So you have to choose. So for example, If you choose to pray, taraweeh, in the masjid, what are you giving up on? What are you giving up on? Basketball game. So you have to give something else up. Right? If you are here right now, what are you giving up? What did you leave behind at home? Sleep, man. I left my sleep to come here. I left it. What else did you leave in order to be here? Maybe your homework, which you're gonna do later now. Hmm? You don't have homework? You're fortunate. So when you are doing something, you can only do it if you leave something. Now, before you choose something, take a moment and think. Don't rush into it. Take a moment and think that what is good for me in the long run? What is really going to benefit me not just today, but tomorrow also? Think before you decide You know, there's this test that they do with children Or they did an experiment And many people have repeated it It's called the marshmallow test Where a child is, you know, a little child Like a five-year-old, seven-year-old maybe Children of different ages You're familiar with the test, right? That they are in a room all by themselves And they're told You know, there's marshmallows put in front of them And they're told If you wait, you don't have this If you wait, you'll get more So just wait for the person to come in. Don't have all of this. Just wait for them to come in. And when they come in, you'll get more than these marshmallows. So what happens is that little children, they cannot help it. They see the marshmallows in front of them. They're like, forget the other two that are coming. I'm just going to enjoy this right now. So they eat it up. Now what happens is, they enjoy those two or three marshmallows. But what are they giving up on? More marshmallows. Now, who's a smart person? The one who's not just thinking about now, but he's also thinking about later. Right? Now what happens is that many times we don't trust people, because they say they're going to give us stuff, but they don't really give it then later. They change their mind. So we cannot always trust people. So whatever we get, we take. But when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can we trust Him? That if I am choosing His obedience today, He will give me something better tomorrow. Can we trust Him? Yes, we can. Because who is more truthful than Allah in promise? No one is. He is the most truthful in His speech, in His word, in His promise. So, the Bani Israel, they satisfied their ego, they rejected the Prophet. Now we need to look at ourselves. The choices that I am making, how are they going to benefit me? yes i can go and play basketball for like a good hour not even pray one rakah okay but then then what ramadan's going to be over very soon did you see the full moon did you see the full moon what does the full moon mean halfway through the month and this means that there's only a little bit of time of this month left a do ma'dudat it's only a few days it's not going to go on forever and Ramadan is not like any other time of the year. Any other time of the year. It is Ramadan. It is the time when we get forgiveness. It's the time when we get our du'as answered. It's the time when we make our home in paradise. So think not just about now, but also think about later. So the Bani Israel, what a terrible, what a bad exchange they made. That, that they denied bima They denied what Allah sent down. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send down? The Qur'an. Why did they deny it? بَغْيًا In outrage. بَغْيًا is from the root letters ya, And بَغْيْ is basically to wish, to desire something, to want something. Now, When you want something, sometimes what happens is that you get so crazy about it that you've got your head and mind and eyes fixed on it. You can't think about anything else. You just want that. Have you ever seen children crying in a grocery store? Yeah? Have you ever seen that? Not grocery store, maybe Walmart. Every time I go to Walmart, I hear children crying. Why? Because they see something and then they just want it. It doesn't matter that they have like 50 other toys at home. It doesn't matter that that toy is overpriced. It doesn't matter. I see it, I like it, I want it. And I will scream and cry and roll on the ground and do whatever to get what I want. Okay? So بَغِي is the blind following of a wrong desire. Meaning you just go crazy about it. and And when you pursue this desire what happens is that you transgress the limits. Meaning, you do inappropriate things. Like for example, raise your voice. Or hit somebody. Or cheat. Or lie. People do wrong things in order to get what they like. Now, the word "bari" is also used for jealousy. Here, "bari" means jealousy. Because what does jealousy do? It blinds a person you cannot see what Allah has given you. And you're crying over what Allah has given other people. You cannot enjoy the gifts that Allah has given you, and you're angry about the gifts that Allah has given other people. And that jealousy, what does it lead to? Fighting, argument. So these people also, they rejected the Prophet wasallam why baghyan out of jealousy why were they jealous and that allah would send down when fadlihi of his favor of his bounty ala ibadi over whom he wills amongst his servants they were jealous why muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam why not one of us this is what they were upset about but the thing is you can be upset with allah i mean Sure, you want to be like that? Be like that. But you're only going to harm who? Yourself. And that's what happened with them. bi ala Ba'u, they returned. Ba'a, bawa hamza is the root. Ba'a is to return with something, meaning to end up with something. So they ended up with anger upon anger. Whose anger? Allah's anger. Allah's wrath. In this world lil kafirina adabu muheen and for such deniers is a punishment that is going to be muheen, humiliating. Muheen is from the root letters hawa noon. Ha waun. And muheen is that which humiliates. Do you notice something here? What was their problem in this world? Jealousy. Ego. What is reserved for them in the hereafter? Punishment that is humiliating. They think so highly of themselves, and what's in the hereafter? Humiliating punishment—a punishment that's going to bring them down, bring them down. So, what do we see in these verses? Pride and jealousy, both lead to what do they make a person do? Accept the truth? No, reject the truth. لهم, and when it is said to them that "Aminu," you should believe. The Bani Israel when they're told that you should believe الله, in that which Allah has sent down. قالوا, they say, their response is that نؤمنوا, we believe bima alaina. We believe in that which has been sent down on us. Meaning we only believe in the Torah, we don't need to believe in the Quran. We're fine, we're good. We're good. We don't need it. وَيَكْفُرُونَ Allah says, and they deny, bima وَرَاءَهُ Whatever is beyond it. Wara, wara is that which is in front or beyond, meaning away. So they reject whatever is beyond it, meaning everything other than the Torah. They say, we're happy with the Torah, we don't need the Qur'an. Allah says, وَهُوَ الْحَقُّ While the Qur'an is the truth. How could you deny the truth? And it is musaddiqan. It attests to lima ma'hum to that which they have. It confirms the Torah. Qul say, falima. So why تقتلون, You kill from qawf to kill. Why did you kill ambiya Allah prophets of Allah? Ambiya is the plural of nabi. Why did you kill the prophets of Allah? Min qablu before. In kuntum mu'minin if you're really believers. Mu'minin is a plural of mu'min. Now what's happening over here? Another reason. They said we don't believe in the Quran. We only believe in the Torah. Okay. Well, if you believe in the Torah, why do you believe in the Torah? Because it's from God. Well, who sent the Quran? God. So if you believe in the Torah, how could you not believe in the Quran? Secondly if you say that you believe in the Torah, why did you kill the people who taught the Torah? Because you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Torah to Prophet Musa salam. But after Musa salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent many prophets to the Bani Israel to teach the Bani Israel the Torah, bring them back to the Torah. Okay? Now what happened? Every time a prophet told them to do something they did not like, what did they do? They either rejected him or they killed him. Imagine, they killed Prophet Zakariya Yahya They killed the prophets of Allah. So why do you kill the prophets of Allah when they're teaching you the Torah? So in other words, you claim to believe, but you actually don't believe. Because if you believed in God's book, you would believe in all of them. And if you believed in God's book, you would also believe in and respect the people who brought the book to you, who taught you the book. So then, what was their real problem? They didn't like the truth. And so they came up with one excuse, another excuse. So then the real issue is that we need to crush our ego. When the truth comes, let's accept it. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: وَقَالُوا
0: قُلُوبُنَا غُلْفٍ
1: بَلْ لَعَنَهُمُ اللَّهُ بِكُفْرِهِمْ فَقَلِيلًا مَا يُؤْمِنُونَ وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ كِتَابٌ مِّنْ عند مصدق لما معهم وكانوا من قبل يستفتحون على الذين كفروا فلم جاءهم ما عرفوا كفروا به فلعنة الله على الكافرين. بِئْسَمَا اشْتَرَوا بِهِ اَنْفُسَهُمْ اَنْ يَكْفُرُوا بِمَا اَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ بَغْيًا اَنْ يُنَزِّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ عَلَى مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ فَبَاءُوا بِغَضَبٍ عَلَى غَضَبٍ وللكافرين عذاب مهين وإذا قيل لهم آمنوا بما أنزل الله قالوا ones بما أنزل علينا ويكفرون بما وراءه وهو الحق مصدقا لما معهم قل فلما تَقْتُلُونَ انبياء الله من قبل ان
0: كنتم مؤمنين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله انت استغفرك واتوب اليك السلام عليكم